Now, it's time for 2010 National Sports Writer of the Year, Peter King, from MMQB on the NFL on TuneIn. Peter, as always, we appreciate the time. Let's start in Philadelphia. Nobody expects Nick Foles to play as well as Carson Wentz did, but considering the talent the Eagles still have on both sides of the football, what kind of impact do you think they can have in the postseason with Foles as a starting quarterback? You know, the toughest thing for him, I think, Brian, is going to be that uh, if you look at the field in the NFC, even if they win home field, and I still think they will because their schedule is very manageable, Giants, Oakland, and Dallas. Um, And basically, I think they win two out of three, and they're going to win home field. But but I think think here's the biggest thing. You pick out, like, two of the four teams that I'm going to name, you know, New Orleans, the Rams, Minnesota, uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, and maybe Carolina. But you pick out two of the four really good teams behind them in the NFC, and they're going to have to beat two of those teams to get to the Super Bowl. And again, I like Nick Foles as a backup quarterback. The, you know, and he had one really good year in the NFL. But I'll tell you, if if we're talking about backup quarterbacks who come in and are playing well, I mean, Case Keenum is that guy this year. So if I'm Philadelphia, I'm nervous, but I also think that I'm going to be playing from a position of strength with home field. You brought up a name uh, that I've been barking for a while now, and that's Case Keenum. Tell me, that loss they had against Carolina, was that an uncharacteristic loss, especially for that defense, giving up two big runs and a touchdown to Funches that was just a broken play that Cam Newton did a phenomenal job of completing? Hey, look, you know, the way I look at, the way I look at Cam Newton, I mean, you know, he is never going to be a pretty uh, or a uh, – he, he, he's never going to lead the league in completion percentage. You know, but he made a 61-yard run coming off a, a read option. And, and again, look, a quarterback in Cordell, you know this, you experience this. A quarterback in the NFL does not want to make a living with his legs because Tom Brady didn't play till 40 by running eight times a game. And Drew Brees didn't play till 39 and Carson Palmer till 37 or whatever he is. I think the very, very important thing is that you don't want to make it a habit, but when you need to, and that was desperate times for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. And, and, and look, I think even if Brett Hundley plays on Sunday, this is a tough, tough game for, for Carolina to win uh, because Hundley is not just keeping the, his seat warm for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers. He's won three of his last five. And one of the ones that he lost, he put up 28 points at Pittsburgh. So this is, this is an intriguing game, I think, Sunday, Carolina and Green Bay, whether, uh, you know, whether uh, Rodgers plays or not. Taking you around the league with Peter King of the MMQB. Peter, you alluded to Tom Brady. We were just talking about Monday Night Football. What were your takeaways from that game? For whatever reason, Brady and the Patriots have failed to play well on the road in South Florida. That trend continued. Obviously, they didn't have Rob Gronkowski last night. Do you view that game as an aberration? I, I think it is. The thing that would worry me most is not the fact that Brady was lousy in the game. Because, look, that's the first, I'd say, probably the first lousy game he's had this year. 
I mean, he's completed more than 70% in seven of his 12 game, first 12 games this year. So I, I wouldn't be that worried about Brady. And I've read a couple of stories today. Hey, is this the end of Brady? It's, it's, it's one game out of 280 in his life. I mean, quarterbacks are allowed to have bad games. Now, he puts three of those together, all of a sudden you're worried. But, Brian, I think the biggest problem in that game was protection. And Brady never, ever had a comfortable pocket the entire night. It is amazing because of how mediocre so often the Dolphins have been this year. It just goes to show you that, you know, when you're the defending Super Bowl champion, you're going to get everybody's best shot. And the Patriots usually are able to block those guys up. But last night they weren't able to do so. Let's see what happens, you know, in the last three weeks of the season. Because in my opinion, I look at the last three weeks, and obviously you've got the Pittsburgh game. But, you know, they also have Buffalo and the Jets. Nobody likes either of those teams. I'm, sh- I'm fairly sure the Patriots will win them both. But, and this is a very, very big but, if you do not protect Tom Brady, what happened last night could happen any week. Peter, when you look at the last three games the Steelers played, they played against Green Bay, they played against Cincinnati, and they played against the Ravens. All combined by seven points that this team won by. How impressed are you with the way the Steelers are playing now that they don't even have Ryan Shazier in the game? Well, I mean, obviously you have to look at this team right now and you have to say that uh, it's, a, it's one of the oddest seasons that I've seen a great team have. Because, you know, uh, and I, I'm going off memory by this, but, you know, they beat the Packers in Cincinnati by three, both right at the wire. Uh, they beat the Ravens by one at the wire. Um, you know, what, what I found amazing about this team is that you can't beat them but they have not dominated. Who have they dominated this year? I would say maybe Baltimore in that first game and Tennessee. But I think, I mean, every other game they played has been pretty much down to the wire or, or, or a game in the, in the fourth quarter. And I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to try to figure why, but – but I, I would – you just mentioned the Shazier thing. Andy Benoit of our staff at the MMQB, I think, did a really kind of fascinating study of what we saw in the Sunday night game, uh, Steelers-Ravens. And you know what I saw in that game that was re- – that I thought, you know, I, I, of all the things that you missed in that game, Spence for Shazier, I think the, the, the instincts and the speed of Ryan Shazier – you know, because to me, Alex Collins had whatever, 120 rushing yards. I mean, he got a lot of those rushing yards getting to the second level. And if Shazier is playing, I'm not sure he gets to the second level on a lot of those runs. Peter, as always, we appreciate the information. Have a great week, and we look forward to chatting with you again on Sunday on NFL First and Goal on TuneIn Premium. My pleasure, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.